The average amount of oxygen at sea level is 21%, but in Bhutan, Nepal, Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan it's only about 14.5%. Welcome to Two Thirds and a Mountain focused winter things. I don't know. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. God, it feels weird not to interrupt you. What? Are you hiding in the wood? Yeah, I'm hiding from people. Good. But where? <laughs> and, and in, in, in the winter. I'm hiding in the middle of the winter. Okay. We had, we had a fantastic weather yesterday of negative 15 degrees here in Röros. In Röros. Röros, yeah. So that's, I'm up at the market. Yeah, so, that's where the market is happening, right? Yes, it is. And uh, this is definitely one of the coldest places in Norway, despite being, quote-unquote, in the south. <laughs> which is still uh, in the south of Norway, so, depending on who you ask, but it's five hours drive north of Oslo. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, and inland, and it's the middle of, in between all of the mountains, so all of the nice cold air, it just gets trapped here and stays. Yeah. Which is okay. wonderful. It's fantastic. Also, I'm glad it's not negative 30, because that would be a different story. But yeah. This is, this is fine. Negative 15 is fine. Fine to you, probably. Not, oh yeah, not, yeah. I'm I'm only talking about myself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> we had plus fifteen two days ago. Damn. No, that's wrong. It's February. You don't have that. <laughs> well, it's the southern part of Germany. Well, it's it it was a little bit too warm, but it's supposed to cool down again. No, oh, we'll see how it goes then. So, so how is the market? Exactly. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, so far, kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have. I'm currently two thousand euros in in the red for attending the market. Yeah, for all the the costs for, for all the costs and what there. I've sold for so far. Okay, but you still have two days. Yes, and in theory, it's supposed to be the two best days because it's the middle of the week yet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, and it's I. People also say it might be very weather dependent because it's a really it's been really nice the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been more outside hiking and going on uh, going up in the mountains and skiing yeah. and all of that instead of attending the market, which the hole I'm in is inside. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that might factor things into it. Also the fact that they they put they didn't do a really good job, I think, of arranging how the hole is laid out. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like excuses, but there has been a fairly good amount of sales for the people who are close to the entrance, but us who are at the back of the hall mm-hmm. hardly get any people at all. Okay, yeah, not cool. Mm. That being said, I mean, it's also the end of the corona times, and they also pulled the market through in a couple of months notice instead of the usual year-by-year notice. Yeah. Okay. So it's a whole lot of things that factor into this being smaller, but it's definitely not going to be the 70,000 people attending that they thought and hoped they would would have again. Okay. But so far, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've not been selling as good as I hope to, even calculating for the fact that I might only meet like half the people, half of the 70,000 during the week. But also, Friday, tomorrow, and Saturday is probably going to be the best day. And yeah, the, the weekend. With probably. luck, I, yeah. Uh, with luck, I should pick everything up and it should be worth it in, in the end. But at the moment, it's a little bit anxious. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I heard from markets. Like the, the the early people, people coming on the first few days, they are like just coming and visiting and not buying anything. Uh, the one with money come on the last days because even though the first people, the people coming on the first day would have the intent to buy, they can always say, oh, we will come back tomorrow. We'll come back at the end of the week and maybe we will get some nice prices because it's the end of the market and we'll want to sell the shit that they brought for the market. Yeah. So anyway, you, you might have a chance to, to sell a lot yeah. more. Exactly. And don't go by statistics of last year because everything I learned from the exhibitions I've been to so far and also from the um, from friends that attended markets that also sell crafts good at markets, mm -hmm. you can throw everything you know away from what it was before Corona. They used to have, oh, yeah. like, the weekends used to be strong and under the week there was nothing. It was the direct opposite on the last, like, on the Christmas market. And uh, the same with the trade shows. Like, it used to be the first day it was all, like, the people just browsing through. The second day would be the quality good one. The third day would be the schools going through. Yeah. And the last day would basically be the hunters for the, the goodies that are given away. It, it's completely, like, we, we had people come up 10 minutes before closing of the exhibitions yeah. with projects. It's absolutely insane and nothing like we've ever seen. So just make the best out of it. Did you at least get any good contacts? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first off, there's... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yes, I got a good fair amount of good leads in, in here now, both on people who want to come down to Austin and have classes and also people who are interested in grinders that want... Mm might be interested in them either mm -hmm. soon or down the line. And I got uh, a chance to chat a lot and have a couple of beers yesterday with a knife and leather supply company, or mm -hmm. knife maker and leather supply company nice. uh, just outside of Oslo. And they, they have been going at this game for nearly 40 years, I think. Mm -hmm. wow. uh, yeah, and so like they are the kind of people that they show up at the market and they bring people. Mm -hmm. They they get people to show up for the market, um, and and they they're looking for more people to to make knives for them and that they can sell on their website. Okay. Uh, e even like talking over a couple of pints, like they they might be looking for people who might make a custom set series of knives just for them. Yeah. Instead of just buying my regular style of knives and having me just supply them with a, f a few dozen, maybe a score or two during the year that I might, I, 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 they were probably looking at like the, an order of magnitude of a few hundred knives in a batch, Wow, uh, which I would not be able to do. And I don't think I want to do that. Exactly. Yeah, you would only be making knives. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then again, it's, it's an option to keep in mind. And if maybe I happen to get a hold of the equipment that could make uh, where I could actually maybe go into like, getting knife blanks, laser cut, and then machined mm -hmm. to a really nice high-end finish and quality. That might be worth it down the line, but maybe not yeah. for me personally. Or or you're just going to, um, I don't know, talk to them about a certain amount of knives and you get Steve to visit you for a couple of months and you to bust out knives for like a month uh, and a half. Steve doesn't know how to make a knife. <laughs> he just makes, makes stabby things. <laughs> I can basically hear the keyboard rattling already. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let you sort that out with him. Yeah, no, uh, 
also like just on the whole market thing like this is the first market i'm attending outside of my regular zone in the southeast of norway so there is no one here that are coming to see me yeah mm-hmm. there's been a handful of comments both between the various people i brought stuff from to this market and that have seen my story now in the last couple of days because i tagged the local things and all that that go mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's cool i want to stop by so that might be summing up to five people out of however many thousands I was hoping to show up here. So, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be the worst market uh, for me, or worst one of these markets if I'm going to attend one up here. Mm-hmm. But if at least I'm breaking even at this one, then it is worth to come back next year. You know, you, know, you only need one customer. The uh, one... Yeah, one crazy one, yeah. Yeah, the one that that wants to spend enough on your stuff and then you can make a living out of it. Mm. So it's always good to to be out there and show your work and and make contact because you don't know what Yeah. I'm... And I mean uh if only at this point, if I had to sell nothing more but all the leads I had come have so far come through, it this would, market it, would have been it, worth it. Yeah, exactly. It would have been worth it. Uh it's just a matter of will it have been worth it by six months from now or three years from now yeah mm-hmm. uh, but it still would have been worth it just hard to put a time frame on when I sort of get the cash back from doing all of this yeah, yeah. Um, but long story short uh, it should pick up and be better tomorrow and today after tomorrow but uh, we'll have to see yeah we'll see well, but yeah we cross our fingers exactly. yeah I'll, I cross everything at this point yeah do that. even cross even crosses which apparently is bad, but that's a different story. The cross crosses? Because then you are defiled doing some blasphemy stuff. I, I I don't know. I'm making jokes. Don't don't <laughs> think too hard about it. No. How's it's... how's your week, Jan? Apart from apparently dying still. Um. Yeah. Like after the recording last week, I fully concentrated of uh fully concentrated on continuing to being sick. And I can say that I absolutely nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been sick like a dog. Um, one of us, one of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually felt better after the weekend, but it took me like good part of the weekend to um, recover. And then I started going to work this week again, and I got sent home today because I apparently looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's that's that um yeah no other other than that i mean yeah i've I've been sick i've been um just working catching up on work because i was out for a week so that was nice i also received a absolute shit ton of cameras which is yeah completely well my fault and partly that of my family uh so two things happened first of all i was sick so i started shopping for cameras point and shoots because (laughs) um there's a vacation like a small vacation coming up and i wanted to take the the, camera with me and not one of the big ones but just like a small point and shoot um so i went analog right yes yeah 35 millimeter so i went um on ebray and selected a couple of them where i bid and i won all the bits which i didn't expect (laughs) what we're talking about like i I literally i got two cameras for one euros each 
So actually, the, the the roll of film I put in there is worth seven times as much as the camera. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, so that's uh, we're talking <laughs> about that. I, I didn't expect it uh, to get that. That well, and the second time while I was bidding on those, um, I also contacted my family. Uh, we have like a family WhatsApp chat, and I ask if anyone has old cameras at home that they're not using anymore. And of course. A couple of them responded and turns out they didn't just have one camera <laughs> so i have uh, quite some <laughs> point i mean you got cameras there. i care oh uh, too many <laughs> <laughs> i would guess uh just going by point and shoots i have two polaroids now with the 60 format which i already got filmed for i'm excited mm -hmm. to shoot that uh point and shoot uh probably like eight laying around mm -hmm. yeah one of the ones i got from ebay was a um leica zoom which is was apparently broken so um i got that one for i think 15 to around 20 euros with shipping mm -hmm. uh in fully hoping that i would be able to fix it so it arrived today well, when I got home, when I was sent home, so I spent my lunch taking it apart, uh, just cleaning the contacts, putting it back together, and it works just like an ace. So this is right. absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of really stoked for that. But yeah, I have too many cameras at the moment. So um, I'm going to go through them. I'm going to try a couple of them out, and uh, the rest I'm either going to resell or give away, or if one of them turns out to not function, probably, probably just dispose of it. Mm. as much as it pains me yeah but then, then again though it's it's fun to get the cameras of family and yeah able, especially when you can actually sort of just clean it up and make it work again that's kind of cool yes absolutely uh so the oldest one i have um is one of my favorite ones to shoot i got that from my uncle and it's actually um 1984 so it's as old as I am, and it w just I put in batteries, I press the trigger, and it works. So oh, really, cool. and it, it has autofocus. It's like it was the first of Nikon's cameras that had autofocus of the point and shoot. So this this was really exciting, mainly for me as a little bit of a camera nerd. Um, I also received from my grandmother my grandfather's old camera, point and shoot which is mm. an old Ricoh. It's not a special camera. Like you can pick them up used for probably around. 30 to 50 bucks on ebay but it's from like 1988 and I, all of my memories is always of my grandfather could like at any family reunion or whenever we met he had that camera with him on the vacation we went to you could always see him just throwing another roll of kodak gold in there and oh. uh yeah it has that timestamp functions where you have that red timestamp on the picture when you take a picture of it oh yeah so this is just trip down memory lane i'm really happy that i got that and i actually had to order a special battery for it and that arrived yesterday evening so i was able to put the battery in and actually try the camera and already and loaded some film oh yeah just nice. new battery in it just turned it on and everything just works yeah it's cool. it's been sitting on a shelf or in a box for probably the last oh, how long is he dead now i think he's dead for 14 years now so yeah. it's been sitting at least for that long it's been sitting there yeah yeah 12 12 years i believe yeah just new battery turned it on worked really excited nice. that's good yeah so red how about you 
Um, Are you still sick? Again sick? Yeah. S uh, same old, same old. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm actually uh, feeling a little bit better, but also a little bit shittier um, because I went to see my doctor on Monday uh, because mm -hmm. this this cold or whatever it is um, wasn't going away, so I decided to see a doctor, and he gave me antibiotics that are making me feel worse than worst than i was before so i'm except I'm not, in english yeah exactly um, <laughs> I, uh, so i'm i'm not feeling bad because of the sickness i'm feeling bad because of the antibiotics i'm, I'm feeling yeah uh, like even more tired and my voice is still shit but anyway I, i'm getting better i still have a few days to take um my medication uh, I'd be done at the end of the week, and it really messes up with everything, like my mood, my brain, my my um, uh, I don't know, just to see the, the the way I see things and do things, and the, how tired I am, and everything. So yeah, low low energy sucks. It always does. Yeah, but yeah. I re I think I really. Uh, don't react well to antibiotics, so that that's why I tend to not take them. But in that case, I had no choice. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get better, uh, resting a lot, watching a lot of TV series, and and working on future videos. Uh, did some. So you you finished TikTok last week. Did you finish Netflix this week? No, oh, I finished mm -hmm. next Netflix like. Two months ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Netflix, uh, Disney Plus then or HBO Max? Uh, that's I'm done. Also, I finished. <laughs> this. Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because yeah, if you don't know, they offer you one week of uh, testing of their product and mm. for free. So I did that, and, and and when you're sick for a week, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I, I went, uh, to on Paramount Plus and I was about to, I, I, I wanted to talk about that well in the focuses of the week, but we are on the subject now. So why not? Uh, on Paramount Plus, there is this show called From. Okay. Which is actually very, very good. Okay. Um, the, Quickly, the story is uh, a family is driving on an, uh, an RV. They are doing a, a trip across the US or whatever. And they arrive in a small village, small city, <coughs> kind of super old with weird people. And so they are driving through this city. But when they try to get away, they come back in the same village. So they try again and they're stuck and they can't go out. So they end up being stuck in that village and everybody warns them that at night they have to take cover and go inside because monsters are coming. Ooh. Yeah. So it's, it sounds a little bit weird, but it's really well done. It's a horror show somehow. Uh, you can see that as a mix of Lost and uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, oh. Can be a little bit gory, uh, so it's not for everyone. But the 
there's a lot of mystery. You don't know what's going on and you have to understand stuff and, and you don't know more than the characters do. So you learn with them and it, it's kind of very, very interesting and, and pretty well done. So yeah, I've, I've watched that the first season in a couple of days. I'm, I'm looking forward for season two. And I prepped a few a few designs for my my next video. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's it. I, I haven't done much this week because I'm, I'm still fucking tired. So I'm resting and doing my best to be productive the way I can. If you want to um, watch Disney Plus for any chance, if you have not finished it completely yet. Not yet. You know, the, the most expensive way to get three free months of um, Disney Plus? Yeah. You just buy a ticket for Disneyland Paris. <coughs> Why is that? You have... Have- they give you three free months of really? um yeah okay ask me how i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah steph and i are planning a trip to um paris for a few days <laughs> me too <laughs> you, okay yeah we, are we have being, to talk dates later <laughs> yeah we will uh we are planning planning a trip uh in a few weeks we have to decide on the dates and everything but yeah we are going we are bringing the kid because that that's what he wanted as a uh christmas gift uh this year so yeah nice nice yeah we're, we're yeah, just going nice. to be there for three days. Uh, we take the TGV because they had an offer for cheap tickets. Yeah. I think we're paying like 40 euros to Paris and back. That's very person. cheap. That's really yeah. cheap. And We're um, going to pay more than that to, to go to Paris from where we are yeah. compared to you. So. It only takes three and a half hours, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty quick. And um, yeah, then, then we're going to spend some time there. Looking Ooh. forward to it. I haven't been in Paris in probably 15 years. Ever since yeah, I moved back from, uh, from I think 2009 was the last time I was Disneyland there. Disneyland Paris is not Paris. In Disneyland, Par- Disneyland Paris. Oh, no, we, 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 we are in Paris and we're going to take the train out to Disneyland Paris. Oh, you're Paris going to Paris day. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we are in, in, inside of Paris and then we're going to Disneyland Paris for one day. Because yeah. when you go to Paris, Disneyland Paris, people are nice, they are polite, and everything. It, it's not. Yeah, France. they're getting paid yeah, for it. Yeah, they pay for it exactly. <laughs> uh, damn it. So yeah. yeah. Do we have a topic for today? Kinda. Okay. It's please tell us more, Uncle Rice. No. Okay. Ne- never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, he's like sipping on his tea while no, saying you are, it. You're in a cabin and it's, it looks like you have a chimney next to you and it's kind of cozy and warm. So, yeah. And all and he needs honestly, to... it's stupid warm in here because they got one of those uh, fancy uh, heat. Oh, uh, air. Oh, what's it called? Uh, heating home? units. Air cons, yeah. like water, air to air kind of fancy, but you, I don't, I forgot the English name for it. Heat pump? That's the word. Yeah, it's just, it's the same word. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they got one of those in here. And apparently, it, the settings doesn't really agree with itself all the time. Okay. So when, when you arrived here on uh, on Monday, opened the door and it was like the mild Sahara inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. plus, plus 16. Yes, it was horrible. <laughs> the wood is cracking. You can hear it. <laughs> because it's enjoying it. Yeah. 
Uh, no, my, the topic is, I think, a bit of a result of me getting absolutely brainwashed doing karate from six years old and then in the army. But it's like uh, getting the mastery of the small things when it comes to well, everything in life. Um, right, yeah, is it Kung Fu that literally means just purposeful practice or something? Um, it, it, Kung Fu is not a martial arts, that being soon and a couple of other things, but Kung Fu is sort of practicing everyday things. Uh, I'm, I'm branching a bit off from where I initially was thinking, but do you, do you, do you, did you Google the thing? Yeah, Kung Fu literally means adroit, adroitness. Adroitness, or that's not a word. High level of skill achieved over time with effort. Okay, let's go with that one. Okay. Uh, no, but my thinking was sort of in the army, we do a lot of practicing simple skills, like taking, replacing the magazine in your rifle, mm -hmm. uh, polishing boots for that matter, disassembling and reassembling the rifle. Mm -hmm. All of those simple things that you don't no longer need to look at your hands doing the work because you know where everything is supposed to go. It's uh, it's sort of like when you keep your keys in the same pocket every single time, Yeah, you're able to just pick them up and get them into the lock without even thinking or looking at it. Mm -hmm. But then, it then in my mind, that sort of translates into, especially blacksmithing now for the last week where I had to do a hell of a lot of work really fast is doing a little bit of preparation of figuring out like how I lay out my tools so that I can move through them quickly and consistently and without making mistakes. Mm -hmm. But then thinking about this, like, oh, but that's, it's sort of the fundamentals of everything. Uh, maybe blacksmithing is not that good of an example, but come to woodworking where you need to, you need to learn how to build a table, but to build a table, you need to know how to mark your wood accurately and you need how to get a measurement accurately. But then as you gain skill in that, you learn how to do that quicker. Mm -hmm. And it's the small things of you learn to do a small bit of a flick at, with that extendable ruler to make it land where you want it to and hook at the end of the board. Yeah. And you do that in one try instead of five, for example. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of those small things in my mind that sort of makes, I think though, make everything go easier. Does yeah, it it's, those, it's those little things that in combination, if you do all of them, really speeds up your workflow at least and, yeah. and, and therefore makes it easier for you. Yeah, I yeah, can see that. It's the same with like doing martial arts. Like You need to practice the basic strikes before you can go into Kumite or practice combat with someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think we realize or recognize that a lot when we do that with... Um, the making aspect, especially with, when you are blacksmithing and you do different training over and over again. But I mean, we as humans do it from a young age. So you remember when you had to learn how to tie your shoes? Yeah. These yeah, days exactly. you don't even, it's stuff you don't think about anymore. It's just normal stuff. It's when you learned how to like brush your teeth, hold your toothbrush like this. It's just it's mm. stuff we these days that are so normal and just a standard that we don't even think about it anymore. But just imagine you would get up every morning, you would have to figure out how you tie your shoes again. I, I think yeah. it just goes I mean, with that, a lot. That would fuck people up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but then, uh, I mean, take take it a bit step, a, bit, a little bit step further then. 
when was the last time you purposefully practiced some some of those simple things? Oh, like, yeah. like I mean, tying your shoes is a good example because I mean, I me as a kid, I know I practice. I mean, also being into Boy Scouts and all that. I mean, I practice knots a lot. I could just sit in front of telly with a bit of rope and I would just tie things all day mm -hmm. long while watching telly. And then when it comes to tie, learning to tie my shoes, I I remember like doing it five times in a row, just because I had the time. Mm -hmm. But when um, was the last time you did something that simple? Or practice something that simple, I should say. Um, I, I'm doing it. I, I started last year. I'm taking lessons from Red when it comes to French. Yeah. So learning yeah. a language vocabulary, uh, just reading through the lessons again, trying to remember the grammar, just those steps that I, over 10 years of school and after that, the apprenticeship, I had to do it on a constant basis. Remember, like learn stuff, remember stuff. Um, and I... Now in my job, I kind of learn things as I go because it's part of my job, which is a different kind of learning. It's more mm -hmm. learning from experience than an actual learning for, like, remember kids, you learn for school, not for life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now it's uh, learning a new language. Uh, I'm invested in it. That makes it a little bit easier. But it's still, uh, yeah, I, I have to read stuff again. I have to actually remember stuff, learn stuff consciously. Yeah. And um, there's nothing physical. I like doing stuff with my hands. So for me, it's easier to do to, to like a knot or something like that and, and learn that by doing it and repeating it again and again. So uh, just using your brain. My brain's not the best. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it, is, it is a very different muscle, though, to speak, to, to learn or relearn how to learn things. Yes, and one that I apparently have not used very well over the last years. Mm. See, that's, that's the problem with people uh, graduating from school because they, most of them say, I'm done with it. I'm done with school. Mm -hmm. Finally, I'm free. But it also means for them that they, don't, they won't learn anything new because they are done with the learning part of the life. They, they think they know enough and they, from there, will go through life without having the curiosity of learning something new unless they are very interested in something. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's kind of a shame that people go through school thinking that, oh, it's, it's like mandatory and I have to learn those stuff to just succeed for at the exam or, or for the test and, and then be done with school. I, I know there's a lot of people who don't agree with me, but you learn a shit ton of stuff in school that will benefit you in life for the rest of your days. It, it, if you only take like second language, uh, we are, we are, none of us is uh, English speaker. Um, yeah, that's true. We, have, uh, we pretend, but we do not. Yeah, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare uh, with my fucking French pronunciation and, and my uh, tired brain <laughs> I what I've learned in school I use it every day now so and, and I know I'm not done with it I'm I I, I understand English uh, quite well I speak it enough to be able to do a podcast with you guys but I know I, I still have a, a, a lot to learn when it comes to English and that's only one thing uh, I I've learned. I've practiced. I've practiced mathematics 
for years at a kind of uh, high level because it was my, like my specialty when I was in high school. I know that I will have to relearn everything because now I will have to teach to my kid as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, b- before the, talking about that, uh, there, there's one thing I would uh, I would like to say about what you said, Raz, uh, uh, when you introduced the topic. I agree with you when it comes to martial arts. There's absolutely no problem with that. You learn the simple stuff, simple task, uh, because uh, knowing this simple task will help you build uh, on top of it and be able to do some. A more difficult movement and and techniques and and it will make it easier uh, as you practice it. Uh, when it comes what about the army though, um, there is one one thing that I I don't really really agree because um, practicing stuff over and over again obviously make them uh, make you more efficient when it comes to doing the thing, like changing magazines and and stuff like that. But there is also a shit ton of stuff that you do in the army over and over again, not because it's necessary, not because it helps you doing it better or faster. It just washes your brain so you don't discuss the order and you just follow what the order that you've been shouted at. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that now that's out of the way, we can <laughs> absolutely focus on the small task and small um, the repetition of, of small uh, actions. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. That's why when you practice martial arts, for example, but that's not the the only thing. When you go to uh, just just go see kids practicing uh, football or tennis, and they will, for one day, do uh, 50 of this or 50 of that. When I was uh, teaching uh, baseball, I I would take the guys from the the team and would throw balls at them for hours to just for them to pick up the ball at the right timing with the right angle and and or hit it with the right timing and right angle uh, over and over again because that's the basis that's what that's what you can use to build on top of it like if you see skills of any kind uh like a building you wouldn't build on sand, you you need a, a proper foundation, a solid yeah. foundation, and that's mm-hmm. the simple skills on anything. Um, that's why, and and I'm teaching to both of you, uh, Jan French and Raz Japanese. Mm. We started with alphabet or katakana, hiragana, so the mm-hmm. the very basis of the language. Because if you don't know that, if you don't understand that, it's going to be difficult to. Uh, see words and after that see sentences and after that conversation and, and so on. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you with the, by, uh, the, the fact that we repeat over and over again small tasks is absolutely essential. Now we have to identify which ta- tasks are useful to develop a skill. For example, you talked about taking measurement. Absolutely true. If you can't measure something uh, with accuracy, you will cut your board too short or too long and you will have to cut 
it again of uh, user as above to mm-hmm. make the table or share or whatever. Um, now I'm at this stage of not doing it. Uh, I'm not aware when I'm practicing this small stuff because I'm trying to pass them on to to my to my kid. So the other day he wanted to draw something and his uh, pencil was broken, so we had to sharpen it. Mm. And I did something that my grandfather did for me when I was my son's age, eight. I uh, showed my kid how to sharpen a pencil with a knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time for him. Mm. And and I've been shown that stuff like many years ago by my grandfather. And so I was like... practice that while I go and get the bandages. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, really... I'm guilty of that one. I'm guilty of that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have... Sharpening pencil, sharpening pencil, sharpening finger. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing I told my to my kid is you have to you have to stay focused and watch your finger because that 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 can be painful. <laughs> um, but it was yeah. it was kind of weird for me to uh, be aware that I mm. was now passing on small skills like that yeah. uh, because if if he doesn't know how to sharpen a pencil, he can't draw. And the fun is in the drawing, so you have to save time on the pencil sharpening thing in order to have fun with the next step. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you you were referring to, I I, I guess. Yeah, a, li- a little bit. In the yeah, don't take time in the in the s- small task, in the small action. Make do them efficiently, do them quickly in order to be able to do whatever you need to do after that using that small kid s- skill and you get you get more time to do it, and mm-hmm. and you will do it better. I think. I, I would... Was it that? I'm no, just wondering how much of that, where it starts with, like how much of that is actually practicing, and how much is understanding of something. Because I was looking for, um, like, where I apply that, where I do stuff over and over again. But I mm-hmm. figured that most of the stuff is came from understanding and it needed practice to understand how it works. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, no. where's that, where's that, that flip side? Where, where are you in the army? Or did, no, did, no, I okay. did not go to the army. So I when, was I was exempt, the army. when I, when I was finished and I was ready to go to the <laughs> army, it was already in Germany. They got rid of the, well, technically you still had to go, but they yeah. didn't pull, um, everyone. So it was kind of a little bit like playing the lottery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's a kind of a good thing. Um, what I've learned in being in the army for a, a year is that people can understand stuff, but not be able to do them properly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. repetition is also complementary with the understanding. So both yeah, are it, very, isn't very that the source of having uh, a sort of Olympic trainers. Like they're not competing into Olympics themselves. Yeah. They might not ever ever have been able to compete at the level of the Olympics, exactly. but they're capable of teaching people to do that. Yeah. yeah. And same thing when I was I was teaching, uh, I was training a, a, a baseball team. I was I had player way better than I was. Mm. But I had a different knowledge, the knowledge of the tactics of how to train properly in order to make them even better than they was. Mm. They yeah. were. They were. So 
uh, I think understanding is a good thing. That's that's very the the very base of the thing. Yeah. You have to understand in order to be able to do it. But some people can do stuff that they absolutely don't understand either. Like they don't understand the why or the how, but they. They just can't do it. Which brings us back to the army. No, just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But the, the other way around is also also true. They can understand it, but not being able to do it. Like yeah. just and walking the way uh, you walk in the army, like on on a pace on a real. Yeah, yeah. right? I want to make, but I want to make sure, like that, um, or absolutely clear, um, not like making fun of the army what we experience no, 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 or most no, of the stuff we know me. is the basic training that you have if you are mm. in the military for a longer time of course it's a basic skill and then you build up upon of that absolutely because yeah. yes. i know my my cousins like they some of them are in the u.s army they are in the navy mm-hmm. and um some of that stuff they do is absolutely incredible not just physically but also psychological yeah, absolutely. What they do, so it's it's not a job where you don't have to think. Let's put it that way. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. The the, the thing is is kind of different because now it's a it's a army of pros. Like you have yeah. to to sign up for many years and and yeah. and you are trained and and you become a soldier, right? Yeah. In France, when I was in the army, it was like it was mandatory. Everybody had to go through the, the eight month where they put you through hell and. Yeah, it was ten months here, but yeah, same thing. So yeah, for basically for one month or two, you have a you have the basic training, and -hmm. for the rest of your service, you were like doing nothing in your room because there was no money and they had nothing to make you do or to have you do. So it was a little bit different for me because I was in platoon that that had a lot of of stuff going on. Anyway, uh, the thing is that. it was mandatory for people to do that training and so they were willing to do it but they didn't care about it they mm-hmm. didn't want to become professional soldier and build up on uh, on those skills so they could absolutely do something without understanding it or understanding understanding without uh willing to do it properly in the end let, let me tell you a short story we were one day uh, practicing shooting at a, a shooting range, right? Uh, very easy. We had the big guns, and we were uh, given some some ammunition. And the easiest um, task, the easiest thing that that we were told is never point the gun towards someone. Mm-hmm. Always keep it towards the targets. Yep loaded or unloaded okay never change direction when you're holding it again you wouldn't believe the amount of people that were like playing around their guns uh playing around with their guns pointing the guns at people and and i i don't know if it's true or not but the the supervisor the uh, lieutenant that were doing the the shooting exercise he had a gun on on his hips um a nine millimeter and apparently by law is allowed to shoot the guy dead if he feels uh threatened or if he feels that someone somebody else is threatened by a guy uh playing with a gun okay that does not surprise me. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely insane to see ex- that. Ex- it is extreme. Yeah. But it is a matter of trust. 
Absolutely. Like if you have someone with a fully automatic or semi-automatic. And you don't know the guy because he's been here for two weeks. That you, to, that looks unhinged or dangerous. Yeah. Then, yeah, the lesser of two evils is to kill the one guy on the suspicions that he might kill many others. Absolutely. And on it's, purpose or an accident. And it's the very first skill that you need to learn when you are in the army. Don't point your gun at someone that you don't want to kill. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. but people can't. Some some people was were not able to do so. So and even though they seriously and yeah, but because yeah, they were understanding the premise of the thing. It's dangerous, but they were not doing it properly. So, uh, to answer your question, Jan, I think that you have to understand, and you also have, you you also need the the will to do it properly in order to develop yeah. those skills and, I, and build upon them. I actually just thought of something where that is a hundred percent true hitting nails remember at yeah. maker yes. central where we hit the nails mm-hmm. in the block and i couldn't do it for shit i was so pissed at myself because i was really good at it and it's yeah. something we first you have to understand how you move your arm and how that whole thing works and then you have to practice it and that's yeah. one of those basics you can use for anything like if you hit in a nail that's let's say a carpenter's work but also that the hand-eye coordination also helps you when you do blacksmithing when you do mm. so many other things where you if you know exactly how far your arm reaches like if you do in martial arts you know what your reach is you know how far i, you I believe can go. that's called proprioception okay the sense of knowing where your limbs are in the world in relation to your body that and that's Good to know. <laughs> I might that's a, that's forget a bonus that. fun fact in the middle of the episode for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So this is um, one of the stuff because uh, I, I remember that and I remember people not being able to hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Basically just to hang up a picture. Yeah. And it's just because they never did it. And you can see the holes in the walls that actually show because they have no sense on how hard they have to hit on mm. where do you have to hit so it's just yeah i mean and that's that's actually uh relating to sort of where my point was that that's a really simple thing that you can go out and practice because oh you'd realize you're bad at this i mean you don't even need to buy a box of nails you could probably just go into a reasonably dirty garage and find a handful mm-hmm. and a block of wood and just hit it yeah. a few times yeah, but let's be realistic. But, uh, yeah. How many people would would think, okay, I'm bad at this. I'm bad at, at hitting a nail with a hammer and actually go practice in the garage for like one hour or two hours. No, that's just stupid. What that's you do is big. you build a shed or something and then you, yeah. you practice yeah. it. You use it exactly. on a project. And that's, I yeah. mean, this is what we... Or... I mean, I didn't learn how to pour resin by just pouring resin into a cup and let it harden without doing anything with it that's mm-hmm. just a waste of money and my time um of course if you do a project the projects won't necessarily work out but you learn while doing it yeah. while you practice i, I mean um go, going a little bit simpler though like everyday things uh cooking or frying things like doing that flick with a frying pan to toss the the things you're frying around mm-hmm. or learning how to actually crack an egg with one hand yeah, and, or and to correctly flip an omelette. I mean, all of those are like really simple things that, yeah, they require practice, yeah. and you need to accept the fact that you will mess up and take it will take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cooking but is a lot of muscle it's, memory. 
it, it is. But it's also one of the things that you just need to realize that, oh, it just requires a little bit of conscious effort. Yeah. And it, it, you don't need to rush to the finish line and be perfect to the, in a day, but it would be kind of cool to try and get there mm-hmm. in a while and just make the effort of saying like, oh, like, could I try to use both my hands and mix things together and yep. instead of being per only right hand dominant, I can try to use my left hand for some things. If nothing else, at least picking things down. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 ambidextrous, so for me, I mean, the challenge is like, oh, can I do things almost as perfectly with both hands? It. I think it's all about discipline. You have to to be self aware. You have to be. Um, you have to try to develop skills in order to do that uh, consciously. May- maybe. I guess that's where I'm brainwashed because I think that's just really fun. I think it's really, really fun to try to do this very simple thing as fancy or <coughs> cool or efficiently as possible. Uh, I mean, no, I, it, I agree. I agree. But it, like, like one, th- one thing that I do almost every single time I open a drawer and grab uh, go for cutlery, Mm-hmm. I try to flick it up in the air and grab it by the handle. Okay. Every single fucking time. Still, about half the time, I don't even manage to grab it. I just flick it and toss it across the room. <laughs> but no, it's one of the things that I can't it, it, help myself. I just want to do that flick. Watch out if you ever visit Rasmus and touch the <laughs> knives. <laughs> I, I fully understand what you're saying, Raz. And, yeah? and okay. I kind of do the same, but it depends on the situation. When I'm, for example, when when my wife is working, the kid is uh, at school. I probably have a little bit uh, more of this uh, play state of mind that yeah. you are referring to. Uh, when I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know when when I'm around the house cleaning or cooking or I I can do this kind of stuff, right? Mm. But as soon as the kid is here. Um, and I'm, I'm cooking for him, for example, I lose that because I want to be more efficient. I want to be yeah. quicker and, and you can play with like your laces of your shoes, but you can't do it when you are late for school. You have the eight years old kid that's still not ready to go and you have to pack a lot of stuff. So it, it really depends on the moment of the day or the week. If you are mm-hmm. in the, if you have time, you're not stressed, you don't expect any results. You definitely need the time and the mental headspace. Yeah, you, by, you by all means. playful at that time. But yeah, that's, that's, I think that's something very important not to lose. You have to keep that fresh state of mind in little things like, oh, can I do that? Can I still do that? Or can I, I've seen that on TikTok, Instagram, on YouTube. Can, can I try yeah. it? Uh, will it I work? Do- Nobody needs to go full dude perfect and do like the trick shots from across the room. Yeah. But it would be fun to do like, I mean, some of the things of like, you don't need to take the extra step and put the thing down into holder. No, sure. Learn to just toss it. That was like maybe another half meter or something and just get it land there. That, that should be doable for most people. But that, yeah, that's but... not even even a skill. I mean, it's just it's just playing and just having fun yeah. with life. So yeah, yeah or, I, that's or, important. Or, though, getting easy, Absolutely. or getting easily yeah, yeah. Bo- yeah or getting easily bored. Yeah. I mean, so, a couple of things. So a couple of things I actually am realizing now that I do is that uh, months back I watched a video of uh, 
I think it was from the Modern Rogue YouTube channel uh, about a guy uh, learning how to do that coin trick where you roll a coin across your knuckles. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I learned, I think I learned at some point. And I scavenged around and I found that coin and I was like, cool, I practiced that. And I just sat there doing that, watching YouTube and just rolling the coin across my knuckles. Yeah. And then I didn't put it back in my wallet. I took the coin and I put it on my desk. So next time I was just sitting and watching a YouTube video, I can just grab the coin again and keep practicing. And I have like, I have a pen, I have a, a desk coin. Exactly. And I a have few a weeks ago, we on my desk next to me all the time. So that when I'm bored, I can just pick it up and I can practice some of the mundane things of either spinning a pen around my thumb yeah. or just shuffling a deck or trying to do the, the ripple shuffles and all of that. And mm-hmm. not because, or maybe because I am, I, 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 I'm allergic to being bored. So I need to do something all the time. I mean, that, that's good. That's good. And you'll see that all those things that you used to do when you are bored in school, watching TV or whatever, and doing uh, without even being aware of it, like the, the coin on the knuckles or spinning mm-hmm. your pencil when you are watching TV or uh, between two writings or whatever, uh, you will re- relearn them just to impress your kid. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I do now. Like, uh, not it's it's not magic tricks, but it's like cool stuff that we used to do uh, when we were in high school or middle school. And because one guy was doing it, it was like, mm. oh, fun, yeah. that's so cool! I want to learn that trick. Mm. And so you learned it. You haven't done it in twenty years because life, and you kind of forgot because now you master it. But one day you say, oh, you see that again on TV or on TikTok, mm. Instagram. And then you say, oh, I have to show my kid I, I can do that because that, that's cool. And it will impress him and it will uh, make him curious about the fact that how, how does it work? How can I do it? And then you, you'll teach him and he will be able to do it and so on and so on. And that's really cool. That's also the fun of it. And that's part of the small task you are talking about, like yeah. just lacing your shoes. Uh, the day, my, uh, the other day, uh, we were. I, I was driving my kid to to some places. I don't remember where, and I, I told him, "Yeah, put on your shoes." And twenty seconds later, it was done, and the laces were perfectly done. Yeah. And it hit me at that time that I didn't taught him. I didn't teach him to to do it. Probably my wife did it, mm-hmm. and a long time ago, and I never noticed it so i was like wait a minute not that long ago he was not able to lace his shoes by himself but now he can't what how old is he now i mean where, yeah. where did he go the... he's growing up fucking yeah he's growing up, yeah. <laughs> um so that's nice because that's something i wanted to 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 teach him obviously mm-hmm. like all the small things like how to uh, um, sharpen a pencil, how to, to start a fire, how to iron your shirt, how to cook an chop egg. Wood. Chop wood. Or chop wood or whatever. That's the, the kind of, of small skills that you need in life that yeah. you will be able to, again, build upon to make yeah. more stuff and, and more difficult stuff and all that are absolutely essential in life and that's very important to know and also very fun to pass on to someone child or not child like just a friend that doesn't know when i was in the army i had to teach a guy how to shave his face okay because Mm -hmm. he was living in the not in the in a cabin in the hood but close to it 
Yeah, I said hoods. A cabin in the hoods is different than cabin in the woods. That's what I said. So <laughs> in the mountain. Yeah, not, okay. not, not gangster life. It's uh, uh, yeah, you life. don't know that mountain, but trust me, <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Um, okay, sure enough. <laughs> but he, he was he was unable to do it. He, he had no knowledge, no dad, so. Nobody mm. told him how to to shave, and in the army it was like mandatory every morning. So I had to teach him, um, and and that's something that okay, that's not much to to teach someone to to do that kind of stuff, but it 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 helps. Uh, and and maybe one day if he had a, an interview for a job, he will have to do it again, and and because now he knows it will give him a job. And because he has this job, he will do. He will have a better life or whatever. I, I, I mean, those skills are very fucking important. Do you remember Raz, the last time that you practiced one of those small skills? Shaving? No. No, it's not shaving. <laughs> you're not. You're not old enough to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not there yet. <laughs> one um, day, maybe. Well, one one thing I do try to practice more is knife skills in the kitchen. Chopping things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Which... Uh, let me interrupt. Okay. Because there's this freaking trend on TikTok of people uh, hitting the the board with the knife before they cut something with it. Right. What? You have you, you haven't seen that? No. I believe it, it comes from. I think this... that's old man TikTok. No, 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 no. Stop, stop that. <laughs> vintage uh, TikTok. <laughs> that's vintage TikTok. Exactly. Thank you, Jan. Um, no, no, no. You know this restaurant where the, the guy is like uh, throwing salt at steak like yeah. by, by the fist? I mean, nobody does that, right? And uh, it depends on how big the steak is, but okay. No, not but not but like a handful of salt on a steak. Oh, I know. If it's a full roast or a hog or something, maybe. But yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah. go on, go on. So they are just before they cut the steak. It, I don't think it's the same restaurant, but whatever. Mm. When they are, before they cut the steak with a cutting knife, just a cutting knife, mm. they hit the board with the edge of the knife like twice. Stop doing that. You're hurting mm-hmm. the knife. Doesn't mm-hmm. look good. It's just plainly stupid. Mm. Okay, you can. Again, go. I'm glad that I don't watch TikTok. <laughs> you yeah, will see it on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, no, when it comes to the knife skills, it's kind of like I want to get better at making kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the knife I made for myself last, I feel really good about. It's yeah. it can be a lot better, but I feel it's a really good knife. Mm-hmm. But to show that off. I find it silly to be cutting paper. Yeah, I want to use a knife to cook a meal and make that look good. Mm-hmm. That should involve knowing how to use the knife nicely and efficiently. It doesn't need to be chef level or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but just to be able to use it with mm-hmm. something that looks like confidence. That's what I'm aiming for. With learning how to chop things better and faster and quicker. And yeah, I highly recommend you watch the movie of Alex. French guy cooking. Oh yes, where he yes. cuts onions, where he trains how to perfectly and fast cut an onion. That is oh, just okay. everything we talked about today with practice and the way he cuts it and with the knife. I, it's it's. Oh, I, I think it's at least one or two years old. The video. Yeah, I found it. Five years. Five years. Okay. 
Yeah, see, that's the perfect example. I think we've we've talked a lot about making and 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 like measuring and sharpening a tool and taking measurement and marking your wood, but cuisine cooking mm. is that's that's exactly it. The first year in cooking school, that's what you will learn: cut an onion, use your knives properly, clean your kitchen efficiently. Um, not burn yourself when you are you are grabbing uh, uh, a casserole or whatever. That's that's all these small skills that you will need in order to be able to cook a meal. In, or in, in a shop, just how to broom efficiently and quickly. Yeah, yeah. And you know. the, what you just said, so sorry, yeah, just, just a little uh, small thing. Um, what you just said, like you you don't need to, you don't want you want to show your your how good your knife is by like cooking a meal in a video or whatever. Mm. And and you you said, but not even if it's not like chef level. I think that's one of the fucked up thing with our generation or our era so to speak that we've mm. seen so many good people on the internet doing really good stuff having crazy skills that we we stop ourselves like ah we'll never reach that level like i can't oh, do that yeah. it's too good mm. it's I, I get the opposite though i go the opposite though for me that's just looking at someone and saying like that's the level you can reach after after ten thousand hours. Yeah, exactly. So it, it it shouldn't prevent you to just try a little bit or to yeah develop your skill a little bit. It should be the the other way around. Like, oh, that looks cool. I want mm. to be able to do it, even though if I'm not that good. Yeah, I want to be, able to be able to do it as well. And if you watch a series or TV and how the people cook in there and how they like use the knives, it's very different yeah. from how it is in a big kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You see those I mean, people with their fancy knives, and you think, "Oh, I'm never gonna reach that." But like, if you go into a full blown kitchen, yes, they have nice knives, but they keep them at home. Mm. That is, it, it's it's tools, it's a craft, and that's the way they do. It. I, I really like the um, uh, book from Anthony Bourdain, The Kitchen Confidential, yeah. about that because he describes a lot and how it's just hard work in the kitchen. I worked in the kitchen for my apprenticeship mm -hmm. uh, when it was really busy. And uh, what I was just amazed by is when it comes to vegetables, especially more than yeah. even than meat, because meat, I mean, yeah, you have to do a good job to get it out of the bone and prepare it. But with vegetables, if it's in a, for example, salad, you mm -hmm. can see like you need consistency. Mm -hmm. The cubes of the onions or uh, the um, paprika or whatever you're doing has to, the, the bell pepper, has to be exactly the same. Yeah. If you have one piece that's like three centimeters and another one that's just like a small cube, it's going to show. Yeah, it looks yeah. like your grandmother uh, meal all of a sudden. <laughs> another high restaurant, high level restaurant thing, yeah. which is also good. Yeah, I mean, but actually, I think if I, if yeah, you you don't know my grandmother. If you go and eat there, you could <laughs> probably take a ruler, and they would be within like. Oh yeah, there's, there's a difference between there's a difference between German grandmothers and everyone else's. They do the same thing as every other grandmother, just accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you said something very interesting, Jan. Though uh, in the kitchen, knives are tools. Yeah. And so they use them as tools. They take care of them as well as tools. When is the last time that you took your 
uh, table saw blade or your circular saw blade uh, out of the uh, out of the tool to just clean it or just sharpen it. Oh, I can tell you that right now. Never because I don't have one. Yeah, if you don't have one, it, 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 you're cheating. But <laughs> yeah, that's something well, I, I do. Your, your kitchen yeah. knife, then. Your kitchen knife, then. Oh, your ch kitchen knife. Staying on topic. <laughs> Um, you should you should sharpen it before and after uh, using it every single time. No, you oh, should. Yeah. No, I, I don't do that either. But you should shot. and no, keep because, it dry. Um, but um, what you do not if it cuts, I do it when it gets blunt, because uh, you don't want to do it all the time. Uh, the the knife I have, what I have is the what do you call it? It's like a long metal stick and you pull yeah, it over sharpen. and what you do is basically because it has a burr on the bottom you straighten out the burr and after yeah. you've done that too many times then you have to resharpen it mm -hmm. but as long as the knife is sharp there's no need on doing it like every single time after you cut something what I do is I rinse it um, under water and I clean the blade afterwards and then it goes back into its um, destination or its place but I don't yeah. I don't do the, the whole sharpening thing every single time because if I put my knife on my tomato, I can basically let go of the knife and it cuts through the tomato. And because I will ruin it. Is, it was an expensive knife. That's what I use for pleasure, for cooking. Yeah. But I will never sharpen it after every single use. Depends on what you are you are understanding by sharpening. Like it's not the the whetstone and everything, but the the, the quick uh, come and go on the the steel the sharpening uh, stick nope, don't do that only when it gets blunt yeah uh, yeah you will disagree i uh, i know plenty of famous chefs that will disagree with that like they, they, they might it's just maybe it's something no, no but it's, it's being lazy it's the way you do it that's that's completely fine but every every famous uh, chef that i know is like before and after using it you just a quick thing like yeah it. But they're, they're chefs and they cook, I don't know how many hundred meals in the evening. And I only prepare one meal and I only use it for a really short amount of time. Yeah, no. So probably they, there's probably needs the, for them. It's ooh, a prep yeah. step because it can get blunt during their working hours. But yeah, not yeah. within the hour I am cutting my meat or my vegetables. Yeah. That, that won't that, happen. That's also my thinking. Uh, also to the flight that I think back in October, I had the thought that I should sharpen my knife soon. I haven't done it yet. You're the most organized, unorganized person. You can you can tell us like on the day the exact when you put it in Notion <laughs> and then forgot about it. Yes, that's why Notion is brilliant. I can keep yeah. track of all of the things I forget. Yeah, sure. Don't and forget to activate the the alerts on your phone. I have a higher level of accuracy in my procrastination. I know. Mm -hmm. Notion. Yeah. <laughs> Something to focus on, maybe. 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 Do you, want to, was do you want to start, Red? Yeah, I want to start. I talked about from uh, the beginning of the of this episode. I want to talk about the a second TV uh, series that I've watched this week because I was I was focusing on not doing anything. It's called the Lazarus Project. Uh, yeah, I, I heard about that. It. I think it's been done. Uh, it's it's done by BBC. I'm not sure exactly, but basically, it's a secret organization that has a big machine that can put Earth, the like the old planet, back in time if something really bad happens. Earth, you mean? 
Yeah, that's what I said. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they put Earth, the planet, uh, back in time. They, there is like the reset date uh, every year on 1st of July. If something bad happens after that date, they can just go back in time. And there is this one guy that either starts to be involved in the project uh, and it will change his life. And it, 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 it's a, it's a, a badly sold because I'm tired, but it's a really good show. And it uh, asks a lot of questions of would you do what he will do in the show uh, if you really want to change something or would you go to Whistle Flow? will you agree what would you do in that situation uh, what can we do to um, yeah it's it's all about choices and responsibility and it's very very interesting show I think uh, so yeah my two focus of the week uh, from on Parma Plus and uh, the Lazarus project that I watched on Prime Video, Amazon Prime Video, I think. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. I have to check that. Yeah, please do. I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's that's my focuses this week. Nice. Jan, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, also, not a YouTube channel this week. Neither Instagram. It's a series. Oh, uh, Steph started, different? yeah. And Steph started watching Avatar again. Uh, oh, the guy with the blue, the guy with the blue arrow, not Ooh, the blue yes. face. Yes. <laughs> okay. Better. Yeah, and um, that really took me back. I had mm. no idea that it's been that long since that show aired on Nickelodeon. I believe. Yeah, you're getting old, my friend. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. But it no, is, no, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I said. So she's <laughs> already at the second season of it. So I'm going to start watching that again and catch up to it because it was just a wonderful story from beginning to end. Not going to spoil oh, yeah. anything, but that is a series that's not just for kids, in my opinion, and cool. definitely worth a watch. Cool. Yeah. And then I'm going to continue with Legend of Korra. Because I started yes, that should. one and never finished it. I just watched into the first season and like so many things, I just stopped halfway through. It's it's also really good, but it is good for different reasons, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward my pick, to it. My, my, my little focus thing is a knife-making friend of mine who has come along to this market to help me out. Yeah. And that's Yedman Hulset. His uh, Knife Market Hulset is his Instagram thing, and I'll drop that in the description uh but he is a really really good knife making uh fellow who's doing a lot of really nice kitchen knives cool and the funny thing is i had him in at the blacksmithing class i think it's five years ago now yeah and like that was the first his first time forging and the stuff he's putting out now is absolutely amazing oh so the the, the student and the master level thing which when it comes to when it comes to knife making Absolutely, he yeah. is really good. Okay, uh, I'll send you, I'll send you just a link here so you can look at it afterwards. But yeah, uh, he is not very good at posting about the things he's making, so do comment and ask for more stuff from him. Oh, he's sitting, yeah, he's, I... he's sitting in the sofa over here and he's not hearing anything I'm saying. So <laughs> this blackout Kumai kitchen knife is gorgeous. Yeah, tell him that. Yeah. No, you comment and tell him that. Yeah. Because then he'll be confused. 
<laughs> but yeah um it, when it comes to all this big this a market this big i realized early on that i needed help and he helped me on at the market uh, another big one back in august as well mm-hmm. and knowing that he also has stuff he wants to sell and he also wants to connect and network with people uh it, it was an easy choice to ask him to come up here and help me out great nice. What's his name again? Gediment. Perfect. Great. <laughs> no, I, I I have his name uh, right in front of me. I don't yeah. just don't know how to pronounce it. So, yeah, I'm not going to try yeah. right now. No, that's fine. You don't have to. You can just spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Any nice. last little, little bits? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... F- Congrats. Yes. Really yes, happy. congratulations. And no, to no. him as well. <laughs> yeah. Now now I feel kind no. of bad because I am coming with the my little tiddly bit in the end. Um regarding right. Maker Central. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going either. Oh yeah. fucked a lot of use. Yeah. I yeah, did the calculation. Sure. I've been looking for flights. Um I've done the whole calculation thingy. It is I have a trade show from work just before it. So Mm. me arriving early won't work out. I have already scheduled some work appointments afterwards so I can stay longer. Uh, And that just for three days, it's not worth it. The amount of money um, and time it takes for travel and everything and the nightmare with traveling the last time. Yeah, it's... As much as I want to see everyone, it's not going to be worth it for me. Yeah, same thing. I wanted to meet everyone and see everyone, but yeah, the amount of time, money, uh, energy needed to just go for two days, um, it's yeah. not mm. going to be this year. Probably next year, though. I am going to be at the other event, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still sad, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, uh, it is. But yeah. But hey, Sof, congrats. Yeah. Yes. Hey, back to Sof. Congratulations, Sof. <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us and complain to someone for not making better plans, you can do that collectively at two thirds focused. No, 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 no. You complain to Res. You just send him emails <laughs> exactly. to Res. No, no, don't. Okay. So. But you can find me and the grinders. And I have now bananas for scale on the website soon. Ooh. Or I have now soon for the website. Yes, that's a word. That's the sentence. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at the Red Smith or Red Smith everyone on the internet. It's more specifically at the redsmith.com. That will be soon uh, redone, by the oh, way. Website. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward. And you can find me at nerdinventor.com or at Jan Maxwell Photography on YouTube or Jan Maxwell on Instagram. Excellent. Thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye.